uh, Raspberry All Star. Yeah. When, oh, did you see All-Star? what happened with the raspberries? Uh, was it this year or yeah, it must be this year? Um, that Bruce Willis got nominated for like everything. Oh yeah, oh, really? He <laughs> shitty movies now. <laughs> he got oh, he got Razzie nominated for like eight different thing. movies. Huh? He got nominated for like eight different movies that came out last year. Who did? Really? Bruce Willis. I don't know what any of these movies are. I don't think they had any sort no, they're of all, theatrical they're release. Literally all straight to DVD movies. I've because uh, I keep on seeing them pop up, and it's like the same director. Like he owes this director a favor. I but mean, at this point, like he's done like twenty of them in the past like three years. He hasn't been in like a good movie in a while. I, I know. I know. This is just me being stupid and not. Oh shit! Re- Space Jam got nominated for worst. Uh, worst. This film. is where Brennan asks us if if Armageddon was a real movie. Fucking idiots. Uh, I still haven't watched Space Jam. I probably won't because I don't think I have an interest. It's in not that. good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I know the sentiment historically, straight to DVD movie is a bad thing. But like living in this current world of of COVID and whatnot, I would rather movies go straight to DVD because I'd fucking right? watch them. The straight to DVD lost its. It still has a meaning, but yeah. ever since streaming happened and you know Netflix having the occasional good film. Uh, straight to DVD, like things actually not having a theatrical release does not make it garbage tier. I mean, I I would imagine that a younger, uh, I would imagine at some point below us there is an age cutoff where that term is not used. Like because all. they don't have DVDs, they don't. Well, they that's, don't no, that's no one buys any do, movies. Do anymore. you think at any point they said straight to Blu-ray? Uh, yes, for, they did for a while. I think. For a hot minute, yeah. For a hot because minute. because I like. If if we ever talk, <laughs> what's up, Mills and Dilfs? When I, when I uh, talk, any anytime I talk about an artist putting out a new album, sometimes I will say, "Oh, that new fucking blah 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 CD." Like I'll say CD instead of like any other type of grouping for a collection of music. And I, I would imagine most people our age would understand album? what I'm saying. I say album too, but like sometimes I just say CD because I'm just like, I don't know. There's that interesting uh, stuff on the uh, nominated for the Razzies this year. Well, what do we got got for the Razzies? Um, I mean, some of it's just junk. I don't I don't even know what Infinite was. That was the Mark Wahlberg movie on Paramount. I did watch that. Was it that bad? It's nominated it was, all over the place. It looked pretty it bad. It was whatever. It was supposed to be a theatrical release, and I'm glad it wasn't. Um, there, Darren Evan Hansen is in here a bunch. But hey, people didn't actor, like that movie? I thought that movie was supposed to be something that people cared about. No. Did you? No. <laughs> yeah, you got to have that conversation. Is it based on a play or something? Yes. So it's based on a play, and Ben Platt, who was like, like... 20s when the play came out is still playing the high school kid he's 73 like, years old He he's like our age playing a high school kid in the movie or the play in the movie in the movie in both but he looks worse he looks it is the broadway people in the movie or just him just him I, just it's interesting. high school kids for the rest of the cast like it's oh, like that's, him that's and a, a bunch of high choice. school kids. Yeah. Did he write it though? Is that why? Yeah. He, well, I, I think so. I think he was involved in the okay. original production. I don't know. Um, Scott Eastwood is nominated for worst actor. What was for he in? Dangerous. 
Yeah, I haven't even seen him in anything. Amy Adams is nominated for Worst Actress. In what? The Woman in the Window. Oh, that's a Netflix movie, I think. Nick Cannon for Worst Supporting Actor for The Misfits. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) A a Pierce Brosnan heist film. Oh, Mamma Mia. Uh, Jared Leto for House of Gucci. Ah, it scans. I I thought that movie like was received well. It didn't. It was. Doesn't mean that everyone that acted in it. (laughs) Doesn't mean everyone acted in it. Gucci. What 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 is the Venn diagram of like Oscar nominated slash winning movies that also get nominations at the Razzies? I don't know. I think there is. I think there are. There is some overlap. I can't tell you offhand, but I think there was a case. If if not movies, then an actor. I think like for instance, I think Halle Berry won an Oscar the same year that she won a Razzie. Something weird like that. Yeah, there, there should be. There should be like a. Like, are there any actors, actresses, whatever performers that that have an egort that is like a an, an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, sure. a Razzie, and a I'm sure Tony. There's got to be right. Um, well, we have to look at we have to look at the egots and just see if they happen to have a, a Razzie because that's the easiest way to figure it out. Yeah. So one of the categories is worst screen combo. Um, mm-hmm. LeBron James and any Warner cartoon character. Okay. Jared Leto and either his seventeen pound latex face, his geeky clothes, or his ridiculous accent. <laughs> okay. Ben Ben Platt and any other character who acts like Platt singing twenty four seven is normal. <laughs> <laughs> and then what you were talking about, Mike? Worst performance by Bruce Willis in a twenty twenty one movie. There and he has eight movies in here. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I remember all of it apparently. Mike's a Mike. Mike's got his Razzie knowledge down to a fucking T. I don't know any of these movies. Yeah, well, Bruce, I, I told you they're all like they're like no name movies. I don't know why. It, it's like he owes, he just wants to. He's probably getting like a million dollar per film. He's like fucking. It out was scale. as if they legitimately did not hit a streaming service at all. They really did no. just end up at gas station yep. bargain bin DVD bins. In this first movie that I clicked, he's not even the main actor. No, they're all the same too. They're all the same style of movie. It's like Neil uh, McDonough, American Siege, Apex. Cosmic Sin, Deadlock, <laughs> Fortress, Midnight in the Switchgrass, Out of Death, Survive the Game. <laughs> Not surviving the game, just survive the game. Survive the game. Weird. Chad Michael Murray is the star of that film. Chad Michael Murray? <laughs> yeah. So no. I, I had alluded to it when you were here, Mike, but I have mm-hmm. the story. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. He's in two movies with Chad Michael Murray. Who is? Bruce Willis. Maybe maybe they're in 2021. They're a dynamic duo. Maybe they like to to work together. Maybe it's a new friendship. Maybe it's a new bromance. I don't know who that kid is. I hardly believe that anyone trusts Bruce Willis. Chad Michael Murray? Is that the blonde haired guy from like One Tree Hill? Sure. I don't know. But it's one of those those shows. let Let me see. Hold on. Chad. Michael Murray. Oh shit! I fucking nailed it. I have no idea. Bro, oh, you're Jen, Is Chad Michael Murray that guy that's also on? Uh... Did you try to mute your mic? Yeah, he but then I just. <laughs> but then I realized no. I want. I want the people to know. You want, you want people. Chad Michael Murray is on One Tree Hill. 
But he's also on Gilmore Girls. And Dawson's Creek, apparently. Wait, and Dawson's Creek? Wow! He's the fucking triple threat. He's got all the fucking... He's running around uh, WB. And I I can faintly hear Jen saying, he's also in a bunch of Hilary Duff movies. (laughs) He was in Freaky Friday, Cinderella Story, House of Wax. House of Gucci? Not uh, Father Son, House of Gucci. Jen, do you like Chad Michael Murray? She said no. Is there a reason for us? Oh. But uh, does she not like him because like he's actually bad, or does she just not like him because... Mike wants to know if you Mike. don't like him because of his portrayals on the screen, or because you don't like him. She said his portrayals on screen are accurate because he cheated on his wife in real life. Okay. So it was... It was She's like saying a, more things. It's a personal vendetta against uh, he was also in Freaky Friday. I don't know if Dom said that. Todd loves that movie. That's Todd's favorite fucking movie. movie. It's, it's, a true, it's, his favorite, um... it's his favorite body swap movie. All right, so this is this is a uh, Chad Michael Murray hour. So do you think we could do a whole hour on Chad Michael Murray? <laughs> I don't want to. I'm sure. Let we me could. look at his. I just, let me look I just, at his uh, filmography because I oh, might. Here we go. Too. He's on Riverdale. Oh, he, was on Agent, he was on Agent Carter. How do you play an Agent Carter? Jack Thompson. I like I also wanted to see Fruitvale oh, Station, shit. and I forgot about that. The Ryan Coogler, Michael right. B. Jordan movie. Jen, Jen's giving me a lowdown now. His wife was Sophia Bush from One Tree Hill. Yeah. He cheated on her with a very young lady. Oh, all right. We're not doing an hour on Chad Michael Murray. Uh, this doesn't say anything about him cheating on her. It says that they, annul- they got an annulment because she she cited fraud. Yeah, I don't listen. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not. It's, I'm not a Chad Michael Murray enthusiast. He frauded her. His love for her. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, obviously. He did play Ted Bundy. Shit. Last year. He is the original Chad, though. Like I don't know another Chad. Like another Wait, what famous do you play Chad. Ted Bundy in? Bundy. Ted Bundy, American Boogeyman. Did we get more than one Ted Bundy movie we, last year? More yes, than one yes. Ted Bundy. Thing. Yikes! Didn't, I mean, didn't I'm not Didn't Charlito Copley play a Ted Bundy recently too? Or? He played Didn't someone. Efron played Ted Bundy. Efron did for yeah. sure. Who's to say? Yeah, it, it, it's a deep impact Armageddon all over again. Everyone was right, just so we got the same we time. got No Man of God played by Luke Kirby. We got Ted Bundy, American Boogeyman played by Chad Michael Murray. We got Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile played by Zac Efron, and those are all in the last three years. What is we got what a is real hard on Ted Bundy? This? What is what's going on here? Because Ted Bundy was like a he was like a good looking dude that like women like loved any, even like after he got to Al Bundy, uh, four touchdowns in one in one game. Um, so to get to get back to the story that Mike is very eager to hear about, um, yeah, go for it. And Mike, I, I I thought about this after you left. There's actually a like full circle moment here in the story involving you. I don't like when I'm involved in your story. So so. I mean, inadvertently, it's not your fault. So the part that I don't want to make a joke about or not laugh at is that, like, mm. Navi is definitely an older cat now. And yeah. I think I may have mentioned it on the podcast before, maybe not. But, like, she is, like, very well kept, like, very clean, very, very, like, uh, not messy in any way. Like, she's just a very well kept, like, doesn't fuck around type of cat. But she likes to chew on plastic. I don't know if your cats also have this problem, Mike, or have had these problems. 
plastic no i think they do tear up like paper bags every once in a while and caesar does like he like bites at my hair or he doesn't do it as much anymore but he used to yeah. like like actually bite at my hair so i think part of it is like cats clearly like crinkle noises like there's plenty of things you can buy your cat that like crinkles for them um so i think it's part the noise but also I, I don't know why she will chew on plastic and swallow it. And this is something she's always done. And I, I usually just as like a general rule of living, I try to keep like, I don't leave anything that she could eat plastic wise out ever. Like if I go to the store and they give us a plastic bag, like the bag immediately like gets emptied and put, you know, in storage or whatever. Like I don't, I don't leave plastic out in any way, but she gets creative and like, if she thinks it's time to eat breakfast and maybe it's not actually time for her to eat breakfast, she'll be like, okay, I know how to get them out of bed. I'm going to go chew on the shower curtain because it's plastic. And because it's like a, con I'm assuming it's just a conditioned response to her is if I hear her chewing on plastic, I immediately stop what I'm doing and go stop her from doing that. Because if she chews on plastics and swallows it, usually she will at some point shortly after throw up because she fucking ate plastic. Um, <laughs> But I think this also plays into this. She sometimes, again, like never has like going to the bathroom problems. But like lately, since we've lived here, there have been a few different times where like she has had like she has taken poop with her out of the litter box. And I'm assuming sometimes it's like maybe there's plastic stuck down there and that's causing an issue or whatever. Um, but we have moved past that for a while. She hasn't done that in a while. And today, fucking get up, you know, start my day. And, and Jen's like, hey, there's a little bit of poop in the hallway from Navi. Just don't step off it, like letting me know so I don't step in it when I leave the room. Of course. Go in there, clean that up, clean the rug, all the stuff, whatever. Then, Mike, as you know, there was a Target deal that I took advantage of today. And mm -hmm. part of that, was I called you, Mike, for a conversation about stuff. So, right. you know, I call Mike. And before I even did that, actually, the first thing I always do if if she brings poop somewhere, I, like, check the rest of the rooms to make sure there's no poop on the floor that I don't step in because I don't want to fucking step in poop in my house uh, or anywhere, but definitely not in my fucking house. Um, so I check everywhere. Cool. No poop. Awesome. Let's call Mike. Let's fucking talk about video games. Sit down in my office chair. We're talking about Switch games, blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting on my couch talking about fucking whatever. And then we go. And I'm sitting there. And again, I'm in my office. And I'm like, sometimes it does smell like poop in here because the litter box is here. And if she takes a fresh shit, it's going to smell like shit. So I'm just assuming, oh, she clearly pooped this morning because there was fucking poop in the hallway. So I'm just sitting there, whatever. I get up from the couch and... I go to sit back in my fucking office chair and there's fucking poop in my chair. I sat in fucking poop this morning. Oh, you sat. Are you it sure it wasn't was, your own poop? It was not my own poop. Uh, okay. But I was like so mad because like of all like, yeah, it's on the floor. You know, like cat, dogs do it too. Like they like do that like scoot. If they like have poop right. stuck, they like. You no, know, those particles had time to sink into your chair until like. Trust the me, fibers. he sanitized like... the shit. I cleaned this <laughs> chair so aggressively today to the point where I made Jen smell the chair. And then right before you showed up, Mike, right before you showed up tonight, 
I went downstairs because I was sitting in this chair for a while, and I was like, Jen, can you just like smell my shorts? Smell my butt. And just smell like, just like, yeah, smell my butt. I mean, yes. Smell my butt. <laughs> can you just smell and like make sure that like I'm just not smelling it because I've been in here, but like it doesn't, I don't smell like the chair doesn't smell anymore. And as soon as she did that, I was like, it'd be really weird if Mike was having to walk up the porch and you're just like sniffing my butt. And shortly after that, you walked on the fucking porch. Anyway, there's a story. In, in fairness, I don't know if, I don't think I've ever tried looking through your front door when you have it open like that. So I don't know if I would have been able to see it. I guess I could have if I like literally walked up and, you know, really mm -hmm. peeked in there. Normally, mm -hmm. it's just like dark and silhouettes. But now I know in the future, if I ever walk up like that, I should make sure to catch Jen sniffing your butt. Oh, so you or, now you do want to spy. Now you want to get a little little ear, a little peeping. Now I'm curious Tom. because I'm, I'm wondering what other things might what other weird events happen. Your you really want to know, Mike? Like, do you really want to know? I don't think I want to know. And that is a, you know, a problem for me to deal with in the future. But Fair. as of now, I'm curious. I'm going to regret it later. But as of now, I'm going to see. And I, I want to throw it to the chat real quick because Jade had the perfect response that the three of you definitely didn't have, which was at least you didn't step in it. And that is true. At least I didn't step in it. But I am more so, fucking mad that I sat in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Caesar sometimes will drag poop out of the litter box. I don't think it's like it's stuck. I think it's like when he, you know, tries to cover it, some of it must get stuck to his foot and then he runs out. Yeah. And then it it trails and it ends up in a weird location. Yeah, yeah, that that happens once in a great while with Navi, but like this was very clearly like, no, this was like, I, I don't know, was it an act of defiance today? Like in my chair, yo, yo, she fuck knows cats. it's my chair, uh huh? Fuck cats. Whoa, yeah, fuck whoa, you. none of that, none of that. Yeah, fuck you was correct. That's the correct response. Welcome everyone to the Fast Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games, your nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about Chad, Michael Murray, and shit too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Friday evening is the anime senpai himself, the one, the only, Mr. Michael Zier. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, you know. Got my my scoot in today. It it got way colder on my way home. Yeah, I was saying that like when you left, I shut. I like I was like fuck. I gotta shut the windows and the door. It like got like the temperature dropped as soon as the fucking sun started to go down. Yeah, that was my concern earlier, and I dealt with it. I mean, you must be feeling good though. You got a couple of drinks in you. You got some cookies in you. Like it's a good Friday night, Mike. It's a good Friday night. You got a, you got a nice scoot in while it was nice out. I suppose. Damn. It takes a lot to fucking impress Mike. You gotta fucking really, really yeah. show up if you, you want to impress Mike. You gotta get up really early in the morning to impress me. But don't wake me up to do that. You gotta get up really early in the morning to shit on Mike's You get really chair. early, but don't involve me in this plan until like 11 a.m. at the Fair. 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 Also joining us this evening is the Elden Lord Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing? I'm uh, I'm thinking about the last time I actually went out on a Friday or Saturday, and it's been probably like two plus years. I, I like, mean, it's easily been at least more than two years because you haven't really done. Yeah, I was like, COVID. just the idea of even like going out on a Friday Saturday is like weird. At this point, this has been like I feel like this has been our life forever now. Even with yeah, kids, though, too, it, kids it, made it, it tough. It is definitely hard to like. Sometimes I think about what life was like before all of this and i kind of like can't remember anymore like i just right. i don't know like 
like I'm not gonna lie, Mike. I don't know if I look or feel weird when you came here, but like I feel very uncomfortable in regards to like I don't know how to act around humans. Now. Brandon, like, you had your yeah, girlfriend sniff my... your ass, sniff your ass five minutes before I showed up. Like you don't know what's going on anymore. Your life is all sorts of messed up. Fair. Okay. Fair. Um, I, I like how you, I guess, protected Jen's name there, and like, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's one thing for you to have your butt sniffed. It's another thing to be the butt sniffer. Butt sniffer. Uh. <laughs> anyways, rounding us out this evening is the Disney Daddy, the Encanto Emperor, the <laughs> Turning Red radical dude dominic 40 i don't know what the fuck's going on uh how are you doing dom hey yo well, let's talk about this headset right now i know my uh no shit pods aren't working i figured they work dom. on my phone but they don't work on the laptop right now for some reason dom's fucking real gamer hours right now he said fucking get good scrubs is that the uh, new headset you've been using when we play video games no this is the uh zelda one Oh, nice. no, I don't even know where the it. fucking logo is. No, it was on the other side. Well, the Z. Yeah, was I mean, I side. saw a Z. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I figured it stood for Zelda or Zebra. Yeah, Dom's got that dope Zebra headset. Yeah. Um, before we get into it tonight, a couple of housekeeping things. This episode of the Past Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area, or on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday evening, you want yourself some hot, something sweet, something tasty, something fresh out of the oven, you can do just like Mike did and scoot on down to One Washington Square tonight and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. And let me tell you, if you're like me and you want a little pick-me-up in the morning on a Sunday, they got you covered. Check them out at Good Morning Chubby. A um, couple other things. I recently did an episode on Super Mario Brothers 3 for a uh, friend of the program, Matt DJ Stormageddon, uh, one of his shows, uh, which is SideQuest, which is a part of their Fun and Games podcast. Uh, so check that out. It's me gushing about Super Mario Brothers 3, arguably the best Mario game. Um, I think I'd still, at this point, say 3D World is like the best Mario game, but Mario Brothers Sorry, 3 is definitely up there. Top three for me, yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, so check that out over there. Show them some love. You can find that on your podcast uh, service of choice by searching for Fun and Games Podcast or Side Quests. Uh, good stuff. And then the last bit of things, I played the first. I played through the first hour of Tunic, uh, so that'll be up probably this weekend on our YouTube channel. And uh, I have a few other things cooking in the tank right now that uh, we'll get to at a later time. And the last thing being, we are almost at the end of the month. And the PTC Movie Club pick for March was Dom's, uh, Todd's pick, and it was Gross Point Blank. So if you want to hear us talk about Gross Point Blank for uh, an hour or so, you can watch that movie this month and look forward to that episode to drop sometime towards the end of March, where we will then reveal the next pick, which I believe is Mike's pick. So be on the lookout. Uh, you know what? Last bit of housekeeping is... I don't know if you're listening to this show right now, like if you're here right now, 20, 23 or so minutes into this show, listen to us talk about poop for far too long. Leave us a review. Follow us on social media at Pass Controller. Follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Pass Controller. Buy some merch from the store. 
I don't do one one of any of those things or do multiples. It doesn't matter. But do something. Let us know can you I, exist. Get in there, Mike. Get in there. No, I was gonna say, can I say if you're choosing to review after the 23 minutes of poop thing, either don't or listen to the full episode and then decide. I have already gotten a like few texts poop. of people that have stopped listening to us because of the cat poop. So. Because of the you're poop such thing? a liar. Yeah. You're such no, a liar. no, it's that's that, that's facts. It's a thing. Yeah. What? Who? We can talk about. <laughs> I that. want names. Uh, we have actually lost viewers. I, I yep. was not lying. I nah. listen. It is what it is. They'll be back. They'll be back. Love it. Love the, to see it. Hoop talk was a lot. I, I admit. Listen, sometimes you just have to let the world know what's going on in your life. And my life today was I sat in shit. That's just reality. Like Brendan saw me earlier and opted not to tell me that because he's like, I should save this and tell it to more people at the same time. Mike, you think I have shame on what happens in my life like that? That should be you should no, know by now. You should. You should. But you don't. No. Well, so here's the thing, like you, you, I don't know if it's still the bio on your Twitter where it says like everything I tweet brings my family great shame. Mm-hmm. I, the things that I say, there's no way I could bring my family more shame than what, what other people in my family do. So I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm good. Like I, the bar is very high and I will never catch it. Mm. Um, and not that I want to catch it. But I'm not worried about what I say because I'm not saying anything mean. I'm just saying what happened. And you know what? People need to know. We're not just sitting over here in our fucking ivory towers with all the video games and all the podcasts and all the fucking cut water Mai Tais. Like we're not we're not just sitting up here all high and pretty. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you sit in shit. Like that's just Sometimes what happens. Sometimes we talk about poop too much, you know? Sometimes we talk about poop too much. <laughs> oh, shit. Now that I'm thinking about it, that conversation with me happened like in the middle of the day and I didn't see you until several hours later. So like several hours later, you're still like my ass smell like poop right now. Huh? Well, no, I was just up here playing Elden Ring for a while and I've been sitting in the chair. So I wanted to make okay. sure that like, like I had thoroughly cleaned this chair and here we are talking about mm. poop again for however, uh, Doing it. but I had like thoroughly cleaned this chair, but I'm a germaphobe. So I'm like, uh, does this fuck? Like, do I need to buy a new chair now? Like, what's the deal here? We, we uh, just lost okay. more followers. To, <laughs> to pivot again, I don't think you have any plans for anything to talk about in this episode, so I feel comfortable doing this. It, have you recently rewatched the episode of Seinfeld where he drops his girlfriend's toothbrush in the toilet and like he freaks out about it throughout the I rest mean, of the episode? I mean, I mean, I rewatched all of Seinfeld, so like within the last couple months, yes, I know that episode. I believe it's the girl from Sex and the City that plays that character. I didn't watch. It, I, is. Uh, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah, I'm true. pretty sure it is. I, yeah. I, I, I not, only remember. Not like Sarica, Je- Sarica, Sarica. Sarica. Not, not that Sarica. character. Yeah, not uh, Sarica. Jory, Jory yeah, I, I want you to have the name now. It's, uh, Sarica, I think I'm going to name my daughter that. It's, it's not Kim Cattrall? It's not Miranda, which I believe is Kim, Kim, Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. It's not the redhead lawyer. It's the other one. Which I believe, I believe from my very, very, very little knowledge of Sex and the City, what I can say the character arc is for that character is I believe she is Jewish and has trouble conceiving a child. I believe that's her main 
Bro, you told me this show's really good and that me and Amanda should watch it. Now you're acting like you've never watched it. <laughs> Listen, if there was ever a reason to have HBO, that's it. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about Sex and the City. I, I think I might have seen an episode once when I was... That, um, the main character married a guy named Mr. Big. And when and he's the guy the show back, he died on the Peloton. And he's the one who sings the, more than words, right? I don't know what Todd said. Yeah, yes, Todd, and then are, shortly you, after that, you you are correct. Got, um, spoilers for the for the for the new series. Uh, Mr. Big does die on a Peloton. Peloton. And I, again, and he lost his information. Job. I know because Jen watches the show, and it is on in my house. Jen watches the show. I don't watch the show. But I don't. anyway, I believe her main character is that she can't conceive a child, and it was a whole thing for several seasons, and it was very tragic. Well, she so Sex in the City repeats are always on on fucking like the E network. You know that there's a thing I, I can't even believe you have a the remote e control and you can change the <laughs> channel. So here's the thing: is I don't watch TV, which should be apparent in whenever Sex in the City is on. Yeah, what is on E? Like what's on E though? That Jen watches. Jen, Jen watches like reality show shit and stuff, uh, and like e, e does like some fashion stuff, whatever, and like they cover like red carpets for like events and stuff. She she likes to watch like that shit uh i don't watch tv though but if i spend time downstairs and she's watching tv i will be like on my switch or currently on my vita but we'll talk about that in a second uh i'll be like on my switch so i'll be like in the room and i can hear it in the background or like look up and see stuff so like i can ingest some of that media even though i'm not doing it but i'm not changing the channel because i'm not fucking some some tv doesn't tv for me is is two things it's in bed at night when I can't sleep or when I need noise, I'll put on Community Seinfeld. Not The Office anymore because ever since I went to Peacock, I no, I'm just I'm all set. Peacock sucks. I peacock sucks. Your peacock. Do you say now? I'm curious. Yes, I, I, I got an answer for you, but ask the question. So, do you just not like Peacock because it sucks, or because of like a different thing? Because by by default, because you have Comcast, I have you, you have Peacock. So you have here. You have peacock. Here is my experience with Peacock. It is clunky and slow as shit. So, like, I just don't want to deal with Peacock. It is not a good service, like, in mm-hmm. my experience. That is why I fuck Peacock. I don't care that the show is over there because... You fucked up Peacock? <laughs> this is quite arguably the worst episode we've had in a long time. It's pretty and bad. I, I did have well, topics, this, Mike. We're just fucking too far is, gone. I mean, this series... <laughs> This series of podcasts is just a race to the bottom. We're just looking for the worst, absolute worst content Listen, we can put out. People still want to come on this show. Uh, developers people and People want to come on the show? Those people. What? <laughs> these people have not listened to the episode. They have not listened to Todd make ejaculation jokes. They don't know what they're trying to get into. Oh, shit. I can watch Marry Me on Peacock right now. <laughs> Fucking best app ever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, hold on. Let me check my Peacock out. Um, Isn't that just, awesome? you know, Isn't I that just re-downloaded Peacock on my phone, and uh, mm? Quibi, Quibi was right next to it. Oh, shit. Um, I can't believe they Quibi. haven't taken that app away from me yet. Gone too soon. I think I deleted it from my phone. I think I deleted it before I ever, I ever used it. But as I was going to uh, say, people still want to come on the show for some reason. Developers and publishers still want to give us codes to games for some reason to talk about them. Like, d- like does 
does Atlas really want me to segue from all of this weird cat poop stories and like sex in the city talk to talking about how I feel about Persona 4 Arena Ultimax? Like, is that is that the transition we need? Is like that what we're, we're trying to do here? Oh, or shit. Cats is on Peacock. I could pick that for my next. Uh... Please don't. Oh, oh, no. You guys would have to watch Cats and you would have to use the Peacock app. <laughs> I mean, I might. Oh, hold on a second. They have they have some of the Bring It On sequels. Let's see if they have the original Bring It On though. Uh, Sapphire J Sapphire J in the chat says, honestly, after three hundred and four episodes, cat poop is one of the least offensive things going on here. Honestly, we've had worse episodes. We've had worse topics. They I mean, only have two weird, like, to go back to what we talked talked about before. Straight to DVD sequels. Bring it on all or nothing or bring it on again. Why do you care about bring it on? Why do you care about straight to DVD sequels, Mike? Didn't we already it's talk weird. about straight to I, I don't I don't know why. I've heard Bruce Willis made a lot of straight to DVD Watching DVD Bring It On was yeah. a very weird experience for me. It was just like, like a which weird ones experience. did you say, Mike? Now. Bring it on again and bring it on all or nothing. Okay, okay. Wait, Mike, back in the day watching Bring It On or watching it now? Back in the day. Do you I remember want to I had gone see, or do you want to keep that? I went in to your... go see Bring It On with my sisters and their mom. I don't know where my dad was. He, I don't know. Maybe he was working. I don't know. I went to go see it with them. And like we walked first in <laughs> the first time. We walked in. The second time late. I just went on my own. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Like is is Bring It On your a walk to remember? We walked in and it was like a, a a locker room scene with all these girls. And I was like, this is too sexually charged for my young 12 year old mind to comprehend to be hanging out with my sisters and their mother. Like, this is not the time. Uh, but the rest of the movie was like, a, it was a fine film. Like, I liked it. Yeah, Eliza Dushku and uh, I don't know who else. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Gabrielle Dunst. Union. Uh, Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union. I think that's where I saw my crush with Gabrielle Union. Good place. I follow her on, on Instagram because of that movie. You follow her on Instagram because of Bring It On. Yeah, I don't think that's... So how, how recent was that viewing? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. No, it was just, I don't know what happened. Like, Deflect, when I went to Instagram for the first time, I was just like, oh, ah, there she is. Let me just follow her and see what she's up to now. It's, it's been fucking, what, 20 years? Let's, let's, let's move on. <laughs> let's play on, do, play on, do, says do the ref. Anybody else in this movie? Bring in it on? First, bring it on? Yeah, besides uh, the Chad, three people that Chad, we just listened, Chad Michael Murray. He's not. Uh, Seems like a movie he'd be in, but I don't think he's in that. Movie. I I feel like there might be somebody else in there that, like, I would forget that they were there. It was like an early role for them. Oh, Ashley Tisdale was a was a child in the movie, right? No. Oh, well, wait, know. maybe I might be thinking about. I think I'm thinking about Hayden Panettiere in uh, Remember the Titans. Uh. She was also in Donnie Darko, we decided, right? Ashley Tisdale. She was the girl at the... Somebody was there. Somebody was one of like the sister's friends. Uh, Peyton Reed was in it. I was just going to say, the director of Ambition. <laughs> Did he direct we... Bring It On? <laughs> I'm trying so hard to fucking get this show on any sort right. of track. Brennan, talk about late. video games or whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm oh, he did direct Bring It On. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, he did direct Bring It On. This episode is a mix of cat poop and like googling shit. 
About... Peyton, Peyton Reed, the director of Ant-Man, also directed Bring It On. I can see it. That, I can see it. That's a... Uh... Go figure. There you go. It's a glow-up. A... Glow that's a career tra- trajectory. Good for him. Um. Anyways, I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say before. Has you anyone... Want about, you want to talk about Persona. I mean, we should, but I'm going to space that me. a little bit. I'm going to just give that a little bit of room to breathe. So I'll Can go... Watch I'll... all the Bring It On movies before Quantum Mania comes up. Did he direct <laughs> all of them? Fair. I don't know. Probably I not. Way but he we should did. still do it. I will. I will. Still... I will commit to watching the ones that he directed. I kind of hope he directed them all now. I'm gonna be real <laughs> fucking mad if he did because there's like seven of them. There's a lot of them. There's at least four. There of them. is. Uh, I think only two five, of them came on. Five direct to video sequels. Yeah. And one upcoming Halloween themed television film. Ooh. Oh shit. Um. Anyways. Ladies Has anyone? Welcome. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the actual episode. Uh, listen, no, I the, the the these these like real interactions. There's no script. There's just a couple of couple of friends fucking shooting the shit. Literally shooting the shit. Uh, He's a liar. This is the script. This is the script. Notice how Mike's script is blank because he doesn't say anything on the episode. <laughs> No, you know it's a good episode when Mike talks the most. Mike's talking so fucking much. Mike's talking more than Todd. And honestly, probably Dom too. Mike is the, Mike is fucking leading the league. I'm and, coming in to win it because my script has a picture of a of a box and uh and a small dick. box and an arrow. Did you go to IKEA? No, I went to GameStop. No, power to the player. It was a it was like a weird like little Ottoman thing. <laughs> To put games and stuff in. Anyways, has anyone been playing anything other than Fortnite? And I only ask that because we're always playing Fortnite. I didn't play Fortnite this week at all. I do. We only got a couple days left. We only got a couple days left in the season. I'm at level two. And then it's it's fucking timey wimey time, baby. We believe. Wait, it's already in there. It's like a create mode or whatever. I gotta get my uh, TARDIS spray, though. Yeah, you do. You gotta get that shit. Mike, I, I saw that you have been playing a little bit of Nier out yeah. of mana. I, I played Nier to get to an ending. And I knew you need... I knew it had multiple endings. I didn't realize how integral it was to understand the game. So even though I got to an ending, it basically was like I I didn't beat the game. No, I'm I'm pretty sure that like the... I'm pretty sure a big point of that game is to like see. I don't know about all of the endings, but like I, you want to, you want to get in there. You want to get in there. So I knew there was multiple endings, but I did not know, and I believe this is the case that when you play it again, you play as a different character. You might play as like two or three other characters. I don't know. This yeah, I, I didn't will, realize that much. Here, here's what I'll say because I also haven't finished near. I'm very early in that game, and I'll have to buy it at some point now because it's off Game Pass. But from what I understand, it is a game that people that have played it adore, and the story is fucking ready to fuck your shit up, Mike. So, yeah, I would it, go in without I, spoiling yourself on anything, and I would just fucking, you know, crack crack a little mai tai and enjoy the ride. Yeah, I, I did enjoy the story, and I knew something was wrong. So to to start it off, I did knock it down to easy at some point 
like very like the first real boss that you had i didn't understand what i was supposed to be doing and that's why i stopped the game more or less was that, was that like the shirtless it? dude like that's yeah, where i shot that dude. okay yeah so I, I dropped down to easy, and then after that, I breezed through it to the point where like, I didn't really get that I was I was burning through levels. But then a- after understanding that the game has multiple endings that you really have to play through to really complete the game, mm-hmm. it made a little bit more sense. But like I got through it super quick after dropping on easy. But I did enjoy it, I think. So, so I want to see the rest of it. Yeah, it's it's funny you said that, Mike, because it, actually, front of the show, Jesse Vitelli, him and I were having a conversation either this morning or last night, uh, sparked by him, but it's a feeling that I've had for a while, whereas, like, so he played through Elden Ring, which is a very difficult game. Uh, it's, a, it's a FromSoft game, so obviously, you know, the difficulty is there. Um, and he was reviewing it for Prima Games, so he had to, you know, get through that, whatever. But I do think he enjoyed that experience and in, in whatnot. Um, but he's right now playing through Strangers in Paradise, which is the new Final Fantasy game, which he basically said, like, he's playing through it, having a good time. But whenever, like, he hits a boss that's, like, ripping his shit or whatever, he just bumps the difficulty down because he just wants to, like, have a good time and get through it and enjoy it and, like, experience it. And it made me think of a thing that, like, is kind of in the back of my head a lot, but not something that I, like, fully accept. And I feel like now is the time where I'm going to fully accept that a little bit more, which is... Sometimes I just want to fucking get the story and like just experience the game. And I need to like, and I think more people need to do this to be honest, but I think like you shouldn't feel bad about bumping the difficulty down. Like, I don't think I, like I don't, I don't think you, I don't think the point of you saying that was you feeling like weird or negative or bad about that. Yeah. I, I don't feel necessarily bad. Although, you yeah, I should. No, yeah, believe me, shame, shame, <laughs> shame should definitely be part of the conversation because at a certain point, I wasn't sure if I was even playing the game. Like I was pressing buttons. I was pressing, <laughs> you know, a button thinking I was hitting. But then I stopped pressing a button and I think I still saw to be doing shit. And I was like, so what is happening? right? I mean, now? you might have been locked in a combo or something. I might have been locked in the combo. I don't know. but. She was still slashing around with her with her sword, and I thought, "This is uh, having a good time, though." I don't know. (laughs) All right, well then, you need to figure that out for yourself. But I don't know. But but you bring that up is brings me to the point of like, I want to. I like for the last couple years, I've been keeping track every year of the games that I play and finish and beat and quote unquote roll credits on. So like you know beat, um, and I feel like. There are definitely some games, which a game I'll get to in a short minute, um, that like I just want to experience the story because it's a story that people care about, especially older games. Because like sometimes I feel like older games have just like naturally more difficulty because of a it's just outdated mechanics or like just it's just not a good game mechanically, especially like looking back at it in current day video game environment. Um, but also just because like there's a fucking million games out there. And like, I want to, sometimes I just want to know like why people like the game. And if people like the game because the combat or the strategy or whatever is there too, that's fine. But like, I've played plenty of games that where that's the core and I've experienced it and enjoyed it where I don't necessarily need that from every game. And I think I would experience and finish quite frankly, more games if I did that. And that's not like, 
like last year, Cam Hawkins, front of the show, and I played through the Halo games on Legendary. And that was like a specific thing. Hey, we're going to put this on the hardest difficulty on purpose to punish ourselves. And that was fun for what it was. But like, I don't need to do that with every game. And I feel like sometimes in my brain, especially when it comes to Xbox because of achievements, I'll look at it and be like, oh, there's a, there's a hundred point achievement if I beat the game on, on the hardest difficulty. So I should probably play it on the hardest difficulty because I'll never play the game a second time. But realistically, I'll probably never finish the fucking game because I'm putting on expert from the beginning. Um, so I'm going to be I, a little bit more like decisive and like, this is a game where I want to just kind of chill more. Um, but what were we going to say, Todd? No, I was going to say, if I really like a game, I want to play it on a higher difficulty. So it lasts longer. That's like my mentality. Yeah, that makes like, sense too. Yeah. I think that's, that's a healthy that's way to like look at game, it. Games I really like that is, yeah. you know, like, I think that's a healthy way to approach it though. Like, cause like there are plenty of games that I probably wouldn't love or maybe, I don't know. I like looking at my shelf. There's definitely games where I have started and I put it on the highest difficulty, like DMC five. When that game came out, it's probably a perfect example. I probably played that on the highest difficulty, probably got stuck somewhere and then just never went back to it. If I played that on a, you know, mid level difficulty or even just bumped the difficulty down, I probably would have beat that game. And people fucking loved that game. And I fucking hated that game. So I I beat it and I don't give it, I still don't get the love for it. I mean, that's a, I guess that's a, also a, you know, a different conversation, but I, 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 I'm going to make more like definitive choices in certain games about, you know, choosing my difficulty from the start or, which I think every game should have, but some games don't have this option is like, you should be able to adjust the difficulty as you're playing. If it has a difficulty, like barometer, like, I feel like most games you can do that. Most games do. But when I encounter a game that doesn't, it's fucking really annoying most recently was probably Ori and the Blind Forest. I think both the first game and the sequel, uh, The Will of Lewis, I think both of them, when you pick the difficulty, you're locked into that. And it was really fucking annoying in one of them. I forget which one, because I got really fucking hard stopped. And I was like, I really want to just fucking not play this game anymore, but I, I'm really enjoying it. I want to finish it. But I ha- basically had to go grind. And I was like, I love this game, but like, come on. I don't want to like go fucking grind just to move on. That's like, that is not fun to me. Especially when there's again, a million fucking games. Time is limited. We're adults. We have other commitments and jobs and other things going on. Anyways, um, I'm happy to see you playing a new game, Mike. If you can, if you end up buying and continuing to play near, that'll probably push me to buy it and play it along with you. Cause I, I do want to play that game at some point. Cause there are a lot of people that put Automata and Replicant like up there as like these games fucking rip and they're like very good. Yeah. If, if I can find it on sale, maybe, I don't know. And I feel bad cause that, that thing's been on game pass for, like, for a while, ever, forever. And it was just, I, on a, just by chance, I saw that it was coming off of Game Pass, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit! I need to play this game real quick." Mm-hmm. And if I had learned about it coming off of Game Pass a week before, I probably could have gotten at least two endings out of it because I switched it to easy and was just again pressing a button, don't mm-hmm. remember which button, and things were happening. There were cool. there were points there were points where I was like, maybe I should just try playing this boss again with with it bumped back to normal just to see what an actual game plays like because after i switched it to normal i mean after i switched it to easy i barely took any damage i i never had it continue i was just 
So that's all I got for you. What about you, Todd? You playing anything else or just Elden Ring? Yeah, mostly just Elden Ring and uh, a little bit of GTA uh, next gen. How are you feeling about that? I know that's you were fine. speaking I mean, highly of it. I would I would prefer if I had like people to play with on it, especially for like the online portion, which is Here basically what I bought it for. Not buying it. Here it comes. No, no, no I'm, like, I'm not. Is it crossplay uh, or no? Uh, I don't know. I want to say no. I could be wrong though. Because I feel like most of the people that I know that play GTA Online play it on PlayStation. So, yeah. um, but I have no idea if it's crossplay. Um, anything for you, Dom, or just Pokemon and uh, Fortnite? Yeah, I think that's all I played this week. Word. Um, so for me, I mean, Elden Ring, which is going to be a constant until you know I finish the game. That's kind of my main focus right now. I just want to kind of get through that so I can. You know, if I keep if I keep playing it after I quote unquote roll credits, you know, I I will keep playing it. But I want to just kind of force myself to get through that. I am enjoying it. It's just it is not always an easy game to to lock yourself into that mode. But outside of that, uh, just based on where this conversation has went and how much time is left in the episode, I'm gonna still again table talking about Persona Four Arena Ultimax in yes, detail. Yeah, let's fucking go. Um, so probably next episode, unless next episode is movie. I don't even know how many weeks left during this month. Is... Uh, I think we got two weeks left. Oh no, maybe not. Okay, yeah, kind of, kind of. Technically, technically, two weekends from now is April first, but yeah. it doesn't. I mean, it is yeah. what it is. If it falls that way, it falls that way. Uh, I'm. I do have a core group that's playing Ultimax right now. Um, so maybe I'll do a little bonus spinoff episode with them on. And just talk about Persona there. Um, but what I will say, and again, I'll save the deeper thoughts on Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, uh, the re-release for PlayStation, um, for a, a future episode. But I've been playing so much of that game that it has turned me... It has kind of reignited my Persona sickoness. And it has made me re-download the dancing games on PlayStation, which... I, I know I texted you this, Mike, but when those games go on sale again, you should probably buy them because I feel like you'd fucking really enjoy them. Um, and not only that, it has made... So Persona 4 Arena Ultimax is like characters from Persona 3 and Persona 4 in a fighting game. I've never played 3, I've never played 4, and I've always wanted to play 4, and a lot of people have told me like, oh, you love 5, 4 is even better, play 4, you're going to love 4. Like, I think 4 is a better game. So I've always been like, yeah, I'll wait for four because like four got ported to Steam last year or two years ago. We're currently in the Persona 25th anniversary. So like they're going to probably port and release new games. So I'm like, it makes sense for them to put Golden, Persona 4 Golden on Switch. So I've just been waiting for that and waiting for that. But playing so much Arena Ultimax, like that music. So, oh my God, the music is so fucking good. I know Todd loves the Persona 4 soundtrack. Um, So good. But the Persona 3 soundtrack is also really fucking good. And I've been playing so much of it, I was like, fuck, I need to like redo this. So I downloaded the music games. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to buy Golden on Vita and start playing it. And if it gets fucking ported to Switch, whatever, so be it. I'll buy it again. But then, uh, Kenneth Shepard, friend of the show uh, over at Fanbyte, uh, had said to me that they think Persona 3 is actually better than 4. And also, because 3 is much older... If I were to play four, it would be really hard for me to play three after that because it's just like very older mechanically. So I was like, all right, fuck it. 
I'll download Persona 3 on my Vita. So I found my fucking Vita charger. I downloaded Persona 3 and I've been playing that. And I will say I've been enjoying it. I'm still very early in the game. But that's kind of like my side game lately where I've kind of tabled my Switch for now and tabled some other things. And I've decided to spend what will probably ultimately be like 80 hours in fucking Persona isn't it, 3. Isn't it, isn't it like nice to have the superior handheld back? You know, like oh, playing some fucking... that nonsense. You really think the Vita is better than the Switch? No, I don't think not the Switch, okay. but I think it's better than the 3DS. Oh, definitely not. Not even fucking yeah. close. Not even well, close. The Vita is Pokemon nice. games. Like in... he, he, oh, stop that. Here's what I'll say about the Vita. The Vita, especially compared to the Switch, is so light in your hands. It's so like, comfortable. It is so really fucking. Is. I wouldn't say comfortable. It's just light. Oh, I like it. I... No, I, I think the Switch is much more comfortable. Like for my hands. No, at least. Switch is like too like you're like more holding this like longer like larger thing that just doesn't feel right no trying no to like way. press different buttons Mm-mm. i think the vita does not feel great in my hands i don't like some of the buttons either but regardless i've been playing persona 3 i've been chipping away that at that every night and uh hopefully i'll finish that here's the other way i kind of justified this in my head was that i was like okay i still think golden is going to get ported to switch this year if i do three first by the time i finish three hopefully by that point persona 4 as a port will at least have been announced so then i can like kind of compartmentalize and by the time i finish three if four hasn't been announced to support somewhere then i'll just fucking buy it on vita and play it there because at this point i've kind of committed to like i want to play through the persona to at least at least three and four um and then whenever six comes out i'll play that so that's kind of what i've been doing like i said at the top of the show i played the first hour of tunic i haven't played a much more after that i do plan on sending some more time into it but i've been again mostly elden ring and mostly persona 4 arena ultimax and persona 3 um so i've been kind of tied up with with where i can spend allocate my time to play games but i do plan on going back to tunic as soon as possible because it is fucking gorgeous the music is fantastic and it is like it is a game that speaks to me on so many levels like it's isometric you know top down you know zelda like dark souls like because that's what people are saying um but it, it is just fucking a delight a delightful game and I'm, I'm very much enjoying the brief amount of time that i put into it so hopefully it continues to hold my attention throughout because if it does i can see that easily being a you know a, a personal game of the year contender for me just based on the type of game it is i don't know why like this and death's door like i both i think they're both cool games but like i just want to play other things like, yeah, I mean, like what taste, we get it. I don't know why. Like every single time, though. Like, and yeah. I thought I like enjoyed my time with Death's Door. I mean, I if Death's, if Death's Door didn't hit with you, like this immediately gives me like Death's Door vibes. Like this yeah, is oh, Death, yeah, this is this is this year's Death's Door. That's like this is what this is. Um, but I, I'm loving it so far. I really hope it keeps my attention throughout. I'll probably finish it regardless. I just hope I enjoy it the whole time. I hope it doesn't grow stale on me because I really do like it. And it's a game that people have been waiting for for a long time, so I hope a lot of people are happy with it. Um, good to see an indie indie dev kind of pull out. Um, what I will say is, before we wrap things up tonight, the last thing I wanted to do, and I'll, I will preface this at this point, and I'll look right at the camera when I'm saying this for the people watching, and then I'll, you know, for the people listening, you're getting this too, obviously. We have finally all seen Spider-Man because Spider-Man has come out. This won't be a long, you know, a belabored thing, but because we have all now, well, Todd and I have seen it, the four of us can now publicly speak about this film. 
we are going to talk a little bit about Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, which it is available on digital now, so if you're like us or like Todd and I and weren't going to the movie still, you can buy it digitally and and, and watch it. So that is available for you. Uh, and next month in April, it'll be available uh, as, a, as a Blu-ray, DVD, etc. Um, so look forward to that. But we're going to talk about Spider-Man a little bit right now. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, or for some reason you don't want to listen to us talk about Spider-Man, now's your time to go. We will do what's in the box after that. So if you do want to tune in for what's in the box, I'm probably not going to put a timestamp on the bio. Uh, the, 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 the summary of the podcast, we're just probably not going to do it. So I apologize, but you're just going to have to roll the dice or watch the movie to get to that point. But anyways, I only wanted to bring this up simply because I actually want to make this more of the episode, but then we got sidetracked on too many Mark other things. And poop and yeah. Just a lot of, a lot of things. Yeah, it just it just kept yeah. fucking going. We had a lot um, to talk about. Did, did we? Did we? Um, but now that we've all seen it, I, the first thing I want to ask, because I know how Todd feels, and I think I kind of know how Mike feels, but I'll, I'll pitch it to the, to the first two, to Mike and Dom. How do you two feel about Spider-Man? No Way Home. No Way Home. And has your opinion I... changed from when you saw it initially? Have you rewatched it, Mike? I've only seen it the two times in theaters, so I have okay. not rewatched it since then. I do, I do want to. For the same reason, I want to rewatch Eternals just to make sure that whatever my initial judgment of it was, does that hold up now that I've had time to think about it? Although at this Eternals point, I've so long. Eternals was so long. That's true, and I had problems with Eternals, and I didn't have problems with. Mike Spider-Man. I Mike. want to rewatch it just to watch, watch Shang-Chi instead of watching Eternals. Have you watched that a second time? Have you, have you revisited that or no? Did I see Shang-Chi more than once? I don't think so. I've only watched, it I've only watched that one once. I've only watched Eternals and Shang-Chi once. I, I like Shang-Chi a lot. Like, I kind of want to rewatch it. Soon Dom, I saw it I, with I you, like right? It. Yeah. I saw it with you. I don't think I saw it a second time then. I think I was like... going and I didn't. I'm very underwhelmed by like a lot of the movies they've put out recently. I don't think so there's really been a. That's kind of an interesting topic. That's kind of what I wanted to get to at some point was what Todd just brought up. I'm curious if, like, and, and Dom can maybe touch on this because Dom saw it in theaters when it came out and he rewatched it again recently. I'm curious if, like, for Todd and I's experience, like we have to you see you definitely blew it by not going to see it in theaters. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I was going to say, like, just with all three of them in general, not even just with Spider Man, which I think Spider Man would have been very special. But yes, like, for sure, mi- not seeing Shang Chi for. Go ahead. No, let's see. Spider Man definitely had a community, not an audience. Yeah, there was like a, there was like an audience. I I don't remember. Did I see? We saw Endgame opening night together, right? Did we? Yes. Uh, and they were wait which, which one did we see in Revere the early night was that Endgame or that Infinity War no 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 it was Infinity War because that oh, was when the, I was like Disney hates money Disney yeah, hates, hates money, money. Yeah. I, I remember I had I'd rushed over there wait, from did, wait the, did the three of them not see Endgame together though that doesn't seem right it doesn't seem right but I, it's possible I know I saw Endgame at least twice in theaters but I can't remember who I saw it with the first time Anyway, the point is, mm-hmm. what was my point? I don't know. Yeah, there was a, <laughs> there was a a community element to it in in that like there was a lot of reactions to things. Uh, I don't remember if I said this to you, 
Brennan before because you hadn't watched the film. But there was a point, and we're we're talking spoiler spoilers here. So, right? and again, I'll okay. reiterate: if you weren't it, paying attention for some reason, we are gonna fully talk about spoilers for this brief moment of Spider-Man. So, if you haven't watched the movie, please turn off the episode. That was your last chance. Yeah, this it's not like a big deal. It's not super important. But after Peter determines, oh, I want to cure these people. I want to cure these people before I try sending them back to their own universes. He's he said something like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll cure you. And he at some point it, it was indicated that he was talking about Green Goblin. Someone in our audience booed at that. And I just thought that was the fucking funniest thing. <laughs> So he's I like, mean, yeah, I'll, I'll cure all of you, even you, uh, you know, Norman. So I was like, boo. <laughs> I, I will say just in general as a blanket statement for especially Marvel movies, same thing with Star Wars. Like, obviously, I want to see these things opening night because I want to, like, not have anything spoiled for me. But also a big part of that is the community element, which is like. If you're going at midnight the first night or whatever the earliest showing is the first weekend that, that movie comes out, like. For the especially if you're at again the midnight showing or if like they do like a Thursday you know fucking nine a.m. nine p.m. or something like whatever like that earliest earliest showing is, chances are I would argue like ninety five if not one hundred percent of the people in that viewing of that movie are like not gonna talk and use their phone and like do like they're gonna be invested in the movie and like you're gonna have people cheering you're gonna have people laughing out loud like you're gonna have those types of audience reactions that like maybe at a different night at the week later, a couple weeks later would be annoying, but like you're going for that type of community experience where it's like, Hey, we're all the same type of fucking sickos that have been waiting for this movie for months and we want to see it together and like cry when fucking captain America grabs fucking Mjolnir, like, like shit like that. Like that's like, that's what you're there for. So like I, it sucks to not see Spider-Man that way because I feel like there were some very obviously fan servicey cool moments that were probably really good experienced in that setting. And not to say that it didn't hit the same way at on my couch last week or whatever, a couple of days ago, whenever that was. But I also think that maybe because again, this movie came out in fucking December. It is the end of March that, until I could see it same with Todd like maybe in my brain I have hyped up this movie too much of like this movie it's one of the best selling movies of all time this shit's gonna be bonkers like I I had unfortunately known that the Spider-Man were coming in I think that would have been a really cool fucking thing to be like we kind of all think this is happening but we don't know for sure Me and, and then it happens literally halfway through the movie looked at each other and we're like maybe they're not in this movie yeah because yeah. it takes a fucking while for them to show up yeah. They don't um, show up until like the last hour of the film, and the yeah. movie like, was I'm, nearly three it's like hours. Like under long. an hour, like it's like at like, yeah. like the last fifty minute mark. I was... And if I was at the theater that night, I I, I probably would have fucking felt the same way. I'd be like, "Do we, we get fucking hosed? Like, are they real? Like, did they tease us that hard, and we all fucking took the bait? Like, I feel like that would have been a really good fucking experience." And then it was, you know, very obvious they were in the movie for a number of reasons, and it was no avoiding that. I will say for me personally, I actually, I don't know if I asked you, Todd. Todd said he had something spoiled for him. I had nothing else about this movie spoiled for me. I knew the Spider-Man were in the movie. 
I the only other thing that I had spoiled for me was that Matt Murdock made made an appearance. See, but see, like, like I, I didn't really do anything to me. Like see, I didn't that would have been that's a bigger deal to me than anything in that movie. I wish I kind of that didn't get spoiled for me. That's like a huge deal to me. Like if yeah. I saw that, not knew that. Like Amanda yeah. didn't know that when we watched it last night. Oh, she that's was cool. like so she was so excited to see like, only, wait what? The only reason why that even came up as a spoiler for me was because I kept seeing like Probably like two weeks ago, I kept seeing articles that were like headlines. Fucking Charlie Cox really upset that the people in his movie theater weren't excited when he made an appearance. And I'm like, you really that like that's the fucking headline of this fucking article? Like you're just you're not even giving me a chance. You're not even giving me a fucking chance to avoid seeing this. Right. Um but it was like a very like t- like I didn't know anything about the plot. I didn't know any like obviously aside from what the trailer showed you, I knew nothing about the movie. And I purposely tried to keep it that way as long as possible um yeah murdoch had one of the best lines in the movie i'm a good lawyer i'm a really good lawyer yeah (laughs) wait how did you do that i'm a really good lawyer um it's funny that he said i mean i don't know if that that was probably intentional but he tells happy like three seconds before that you're gonna need a really good lawyer yeah i i'm a little okay if anyone else has any blanket things they want to say about the movie before we get into like nitty gritty, I have some things I want to say about the movie. I don't know. I don't know. If so anyone... what I wanted to, why I want to rewatch the movie again after the first two times I saw it was just because I knew I enjoyed it, but I knew it was very fan servicey in a way that I was, I was unsure if it was really a good movie or if I was just enamored by the fan service. Yeah. And I, I still never, I never got a clear thing on that, which is again why I want to rewatch. So I knew I had problems with that movie too. So, so I'll I say th- to... I'll okay. say this in regards to that, Mike, because this might maybe give you a little bit of a a, a, a path forward there with that trying to thought. Obviously, it'd be different because you know we we have our own thoughts, but I have not rewatched. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies in fucking forever. And I would argue that I probably personally don't have a real emotional tie to those films. Okay. And I've never seen Andrew Garfield's movies. So like, I don't have any reverence or like a nostalgia or attachment to his character or portrayal or like the things that like, I know what was significant about, I know what was significant for him in the movie and I know what was significant in regards to like, you know, these are clearly references and things happening for these Spider-Man movies. Like I, I I understand and have looked up all of those things. Um, Hmm. Like, you know, each Spider-Man gets their kind of like, maybe not redemption, but like clearly Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man saving Zendaya is like his redemption or like his like, I get to now save MJ because I. I feel like that that scene didn't MJ. hit. I, didn't, I don't think that scene hit that well. I feel the like fucking it, trailer it, spoiled it for it. me and most of the people in the theater. Oh really? Because yeah, the audience was like it, super it, it pumped happened, for that. Like, so quick. No, obviously, but we all predicted that. I think too, way before we even saw this movie. Before like the any of us saw it. Trailer shows are falling. Yeah, like we're like, oh well, let's well we know Tony and Tom Holland fall. blew it in a interview. Oh yeah, well, that's but, not a surprise. But, but I, I felt like like I, I, there was something about like once the two Spider Man came in that everything just happened very like quickly and I felt like I had no time to enjoy it. I felt like I wish they brought him in a little earlier because I felt like some of the best there were like the banter and all that stuff was great, but like 
I felt like that scene with Zendaya happened so quick, and then they hit the ground, and he's like, he's, he's like kind of holding, he's like, I did it, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, so, like it was. Just... Uh, all right, two things. One to finish what I was saying before, Mike, I have like no real nostalgia for the other two Spider-Man movie like series for that to be like the main reason why I enjoyed this film. Cause I did enjoy this film overall. I just definitely have some problems with it. Um, the first of which would being what Todd just kind of alluded to. And we'll, we'll keep this brief because I know we're over an hour already, but, uh, I, I feel like, they could have changed some things about the movie to pace it better because I agree with Todd. A lot of things felt rushed or felt like we're just cramming so much shit in here. And like, it, it was done well, but like, I do feel like I would have liked things. Like, I do felt like they were like, too, I mean, like they, they go through the fucking trouble of getting all these people in this movie. And like, the scenes with the three Spider-Men, for the most part, are fucking fantastic. Before the main fight at the end, when they're all on the Statue of Liberty, like, their banter back and forth, I would have killed for more of that in the movie. Like, the movie needed that. But also, like, here's the weird thing about this movie is that, like, I, I need to rewatch the other two Tom Holland movies more recent, like, again, just this year, to kind of, like form this opinion opinion in my head like more concretely but at least from what i can like remember about those two movies from the last time i watched them and now watching this i feel like i feel like those two movies and then whenever tom holland has been in other mcu films we never really get a spider-man that feels like he is his own character he feels more like a piece of the puzzle and never really feels like his own piece or his own puzzle, or whatever you want to say, um, where I feel like a lot of the other heroes, if not arguably most of them, they get their solo movies, and then they get their team-up movies. Tom Holland's movies, because of a lot of reasons, have always kind of felt like team-up situations, where he's never really had a lot of like him as Peter Parker, or him as like developing his own stories, or plot lines, or like reasons to maybe care about that character more than the fact that this is just Spider-Man. We all love Spider-Man. Um, and I feel like this movie does a lot in the beginning. got like a fucking lot of like, Hey, we're going to make you really fucking care about this Peter Parker. And you're going to make you really care about his motivations for why he's doing the things he's doing. He cares about MJ. He cares about Ned. He cares about aunt May. Uh, maybe happy to an extent. I don't. I don't know. But like he, he clearly cares about like how his decisions and his lives and his actions have impacted everyone else, and that's like a core part of his character growth in the movie. Um, and like I feel like that's Tom Holland, Peter Parker stuff we've never really got, which I feel like is important. Um, but I feel I also feel like because again, on like the big brain up top looking down at everything in front of me, I feel like the unfortunate thing about this movie and probably all of the three Tom Holland Spider-Man movies is that now correct me if I'm wrong. There is currently no worked out deal or publicly worked out deal between Sony and Disney to continue to have Tom Holland in the MCU. Correct. I mean, they were thing out recently, but not recently, but like there was a period of time where it was up in the air and then they finally worked something out. So we're getting more. I don't know how many more, but we're getting yeah. more. It just like 
there was part of me that feels like the overall story and point of this film is like, yeah, we'll continue to introduce the multiverse for grander MCU purposes, but we're also going to take this moment to completely like negate Tom Holland plot wise. So that way, if there's an issue in the future, we have this MCU fucking armor of like, no, nobody knows who Peter Parker is. So like, yeah, Spider-Man exists, but like, if we never mention him or Peter Parker ever again, that's fine because we created an entire fucking movie to erase him from the MCU for, for, you know, again, you erased Peter Parker. Yes. So like Spider-Man's nobody knows a person in, in the MCU. Correct. But because they erased Peter Parker and they erased everyone's memory of Peter Parker, it means that when he's standing at Aunt May's grave and talking to happy, <clears throat> happy doesn't know who the fuck he is. No, but they're both friends of Spider-Man. Yes, but what I'm saying is that can just be like, hey, yeah, Spider-Man exists, whatever, all these things. They can probably, uh, I mean, maybe they actually can't if there's weird that's, legal that's things. That's my point is you can't use Spider-Man without having Sony's permission. So well, I'm Peter saying, uh, can in, they mention Spider-Man? Like, can he be brought up in conversation? No, if the if the contract is is out, then they can't mention it. That's why mutants were never mentioned. Hmm. I, so the mutant thing is interesting because I thought mutants weren't mentioned not because they couldn't be mentioned. It was because because it, Disney slash Marvel, or I guess more so Disney, didn't have the rights to do anything with them. They were simply phasing the X-Men out of popularity in every way they could by like, didn't they that kill them in a the bunch comics. of comics? Yeah, but they were trying to basically they were trying to make the Inhumans a thing and trying to kind of phase out X Men from popularity. Yeah, but when order... they introduced Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, they called them Miracle, Miracle. Children. Yes, because they didn't have. Well, they said the, the age use of, of the word or something. Mutant. I don't know. No, I think they called them Miracle Children. But was that? There is was that like... there was some term that they gave them yeah but is that like factually because they can't use the term yeah, mutants, or because they were just choosing to there's keep things it that they're not allowed to use okay in, interesting yeah. but is that, I mean, is that the same time, thing go for spider-man time, though, at the time before? at the time at the time yeah. Yeah. but does that thing same thing go for spider-man though because if it doesn't like if they could mention the name spider-man that protects them in all costs but it also doesn't necessarily mean that like they have to write stories and plots in future mcu films if tom holland spider-man can't be in the movies that like would have to reference him in any way. Like they could just in a roundabout way be like, wasn't there like some weird like web teenager guy? Like they could say dumb, like, like Paul Rudd fucking Ant-Man could say some dumb fucking string of dialogue like that. That would be a light reference to scenes in previous films. They could, but I feel like the whole point of the end of this movie was to separate Peter so that we watch him grow by himself Exactly the way that you just said, we've only gotten him in like team up movies. Yeah. Now Peter is completely isolated. Oh, no. So, like, don't so get me wrong. The only th- thing we're going to get is Peter on his own, like learning how to be an adult I, and a superhero on his own. I fully like I think it's two. it's a two way thing. It's like, hey, or maybe it's multifaceted. It's if there's an issue, we have created a way out to move away from Spider-Man if we have to, if we have to like erase this part of the MCU's history 
by moving forward without, you know, here here's a safe way out that doesn't destroy the fucking plot of like, how come this fucking Spider-Man guy never shows up again? Um, and then it also gives Sony the out of like, hey, now Peter Parker is separate. I think Todd may have mentioned this. Uh, I forget who the fuck mentioned this to me. I think it was Todd. Where like they also kind of given an, an out to Zendaya is like at the end of the movie, he doesn't like he does not progress what he was trying to do. He the the movie very purposely ends with Peter's alone doing his thing. No one knows who the fuck he is. MJ doesn't know who he is. Ned doesn't know who he is. No one knows who he is. So like. If they can't lock down Zendaya to be more MJ, they got a way out because he doesn't have to ever go pursue that relationship again because it she doesn't know the like fuck he is. It's such a weird thing to to take from this movie, though. Uh, all right, let me. I'll reel it back in. The, my my point. You of watched a three hour movie and you're like, yeah. Now they don't have to sign these guys to contracts. My <laughs> my, my my the reasoning for me is that that it felt like at some point. It was just like, so does this movie set up anything further for me? Or is it just like, here's a weird way of being like, in case we can't use this character anymore, here's a clean break. And that's kind of how I felt at part of the end of the movie. Again, overall, I love the movie. I liked a lot about the movie. I think the best quote unquote action scene is when Doctor Strange and, uh, Peter or Tom Holland are in like the mirror land mirror realm. And they're like, he's like fighting him on a train and shit. Like I like that scene a lot. I think the rest of the movie, like action wise was kind of whatever. I didn't really care for the final fight was kind of too much. It was just a lot, a lot of shit going on. I mean, I liked him fighting goblin in the was good. Uh, building. Well, uh, uh, that was good. I liked him. Yeah. That was it, the early when he kills on yeah, like right yeah. before that, when they're fighting in like yeah, like they throwing them through floors and everything. Peter like, like has the through... tangle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they. Oh, it's the first time this Peter's had the tangle, right? The spider yeah, sense. It's the first time they've actually showed it. Yeah. Okay. I did. Oh, go ahead. I think the Peter tingle is also a thing, by the way. I think that's one of the best scenes in the movie when he's in the room with all the bad guys and it starts going his tingle and he's like looking around and they're like, what? And he's like, he can't place it. And then, just, yeah. and then you're like, oh shit. And he just so, puts the guy's like arm against the wall. Oh, it's so good. I will say that, that though there's like uh, that. And I think one other scene that might be the best cinematography in the fucking movie. Like I like the way that they kind of like, I, I don't know what they're doing with the camera where it seems like they're zoom, Like it seems like they're panning out everything else, but, fucking tom holland let's like everything else sort of like it was very fish eye if i remember yes yeah. i, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot that remind me of too it reminded me very much of the vulture scene in the limo in the first one where you're like oh shit yeah. like you know yeah. without him having the spidey sense but no that whole scene it gets so quiet um and he's just it's like that like a heartbeat like almost the mm. way they filmed it and everything and it's just such a good scene because the first time i watched i watched it I had so many distractions. So when me and Amanda watched it over again, I, I just, for me personally, I think the movie falls apart when the other Spider-Man come into it. It sounds crazy. I, I'm sure. Cause I'm a huge Tom, uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I don't really care about Andrew Garfield, but he was good in it. But, um, for me, it just felt like so super rust the last like 45 minutes to an hour of it. And I wanted more, which I, I guess is like, not like a bad, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, 
I like felt if like you watch a three-hour movie and you're like, I want more no, from that movie. No, I, but I mean, like the, their bonding felt forced. It wasn't like they weren't like together long enough to even like have this like that whole scene. They were bonded the because movie. they were the same person. No, I know, but I'm saying like 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 yeah, we had someone die too and everything when they like you know when they're up above and it it just felt like I don't know it felt cheesy to me in some ways like the the way it was handled I don't know. I mean, that's. It is. No, I get it. It's it, fair. It, I mean, like, they, like, they I bonded think, because they're the same person and they all lost. I still think Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie. And I think they handled that scene of him like losing his uncle so well. And like, I don't know, like the Aunt May thing was fine and everything. I, but. I'm just mad that they didn't take the opportunity to introduce Miles here. I know that it wouldn't have necessarily made sense, which which with the way that they would pulled have the hours, other Peters in be because the way they pulled the other Peters in was because Ned was looking for Peter. They it wouldn't make more, sense if they were looking for Miles. They made more reference to Miles in this movie, too. Did they? I more than know. just Jamie Foxx? No, Jamie Foxx talking oh, yeah, about how, it, yeah, like... Yeah. I did love that scene. You're a, Peter, you're a Spider-Man from Brooklyn. I just assumed you'd be black. Yeah. It, that, that was a good scene. I liked that scene. It was a good uh, scene. It, it does bring about one of the plot inconsistencies. was like, yes. hey, we pulled in all these people that know... Peter Parker is Spider-Man, so we pull in this one guy who does not know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Who Tom? Uh, Tom Hardy. No, that, oh. that's its own separate thing. Electro. Which doesn't Electro, make any like, fucking sense to me. That, that post-credit scene doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Why? Yeah, that's a, that's all. Why, like, why did him, Tom Hardy get pulled through because of Venom? Because, 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 because Venom, Venom knows Peter. Knows, because but Venom does he know it's Peter? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, then the I guess, I guess that maybe that makes sense. That the symbiote, does it make sense? Wait, I'm confused. Symbiote, the implication that the symbiote has like a, a multiversal creature. Yeah, is a multiversal creature with a hive mind. So the symbiote from Spider-Man Three knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Therefore, oh, okay. Has- All right, that makes sense. And I mean, also, that's a. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was no, just that. That's another just like very loose a very very loose vague marvel thing mcu thing sony thing of like hey we left a little bit of the symbiote behind now it can show up wherever the fuck we want it to because we left it behind but it can show up in the mcu that's that was another thing that i was gonna say that was another thing i was gonna say like it if there weren't like talks to have peter still be in the mcu then they wouldn't have even bothered with that because Obviously, they have some intention of bringing Venom into listen, the MCU. Listen, at the end of the day, even before this movie was doing fucking bonker town, like clearly they're going to make more Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. This is, is it the third best selling movie of all time? Uh, Highest grossing or whatever? Yeah. Somewhere there. It's, in, it's in the top five. Like they're clearly going to do whatever they need to do to at least make one more fucking movie. Like they would be fucking silly to leave that money on the table. Like Tom Holland can get a pay. Like everyone, everyone here gets a pay raise. Tom Holland, Disney, Sony, they all get more money. Like there's just more money there. They're not going to walk away from more money. No, sixth right now worldwide. The best thing that came out from this movie is that Danny Rojas is now in the MCU. Like, he's like, I didn't even catch that at first when we were watching, we were watching it. Jim goes, that's the guy from Ted Lasso. I was like, holy shit. Um, what if he was Venom in the in the uh, right. like in the MCU Venom? Uh, that would be weird. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I like the movie overall. I I think that like a it's really sad that they couldn't somehow figure a way to work Miles in, even if it was a fucking post credit scene. Like they could have did it in two different ways. Like how fucking cool would it have been if a portal opened and on the other side it was fucking art 
art I don't, I don't think it's cell shading but whatever fucking art style they're using in into the spider-verse and fucking miles walks through the portal and he's like a human i would have fucking i would have fucking lost my mind like that would have been so fucking cool but again that's sony i know but like fuck it who cares <laughs> Sony does because Sony wants yeah, Sony right. money. I know, I know. They have, have they have a problem. They could have even have just made them. a Miles. They could have just ha- made a new Miles for this. But and maybe, it's... but maybe that's a Sony thing, and they don't want the MCU. To I have think that I think that does disservice to the Miles character, though. I feel like you know yeah. that's such an impactful character that well, it needs. this is what I, I would have, listen. I would have loved to see him in the movie, but I think he needs his own movie. He needs listen, his own. this this is what the reality is, and I'll tell you right now. I'll say it now, so that whenever this comes true in the future, we can pull back episode three hundred five. If and when Sony and Disney stop making a deal to have Spider-Man intermingle into the MCU, when they decide to reboot live-action Spider-Man, it will not be Peter; it will be Miles. That that is just the future of Spider-Man for Sony, like hundred percent. That's what I mean, it's, a good, it's a good, it's a good failsafe, you know. That's what they'll do. That's that is why we'll probably never see Miles in the MCU, unless they work out a bigger deal that like encompasses more of Sony into the MCU. But I don't think, I also don't think Disney really wants to do that. Cause I'll, the other thing I'll say is this, is that like, again, a lot of this stuff was written and, and planned before this movie performed the way it did. And now that Disney owns Fox and the X-Men again, have been like downplayed outside of the movies because of Disney's ownership of, of Marvel and them wanting to not upplay the, the, the popularity of those characters. And now that they do own them, if and when, or even if, even if not that, just at some point, when they like fully introduce the X Men, however that happens, we're getting teases in Doctor Strange potentially, other things, whatever. We're getting that cartoon X Men eighty seven or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, it's called X Men eighty eighty seven ninety seven. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Uh, they're they clearly have what they're hoping is like a golden goose. Like they got the fucking X-Men. They could ramp that shit up as soon as they need to. And like, that could be a real fucking big thing for the MCU. If it becomes a little more X-Men focused. Now I think about it. It's kind of weird, right? That with the, with the Fox acquisition, they got the X-Men and they got the fantastic four and they already announced a fantastic four, but they've said nothing about the X-Men. They have the four. I, I really think that when it comes to the X-Men, they have they have the potential like I don't know Spider-Man is obviously one of the most iconic superheroes outside of Marvel DC image, whatever, like outside of like umbrellas, like Spider-Man is by far one of the most notable superheroes out there I would argue the X-Men as a collective slash Wolverine are also pretty fucking notable. So like the fact that they now have that and I mean, not, not that the three of you don't know this when they started the path with the MCU, they chose superheroes that were arguably not mainstream things like Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, kind of Captain America, kind of, but like the X-Men are a different fucking animal than what those characters are. Granted, those characters are much more popular now, but like, it's fucking, it's the fucking X-Men. 
It's likely that they didn't announce an X-Men movie because they're not sure what, what they're to going do. to do with that property. Yeah. With the Fantastic Four, they obviously need a reboot. Like, they need yeah. to start fresh. With mm-hmm. the X-Men, it's a little more murky because they've done it twice, and both times it kind of worked. It made money both times. Yeah. So yeah. it's like... I guess that, a that would be my guess then... as to why they didn't announce an X-Men movie yet, because they're not sure, like, do we do a full reboot? Do we pull pieces? Do Like, my guess is that that's yeah. why we don't know for sure yet. I, I yeah, think the I might, smartest... I... Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, go ahead. I was going to say, my guess in that regard is that since, since First Class was technically a prequel... Because it's the implication yeah, it's, is that these people, these people, despite the that. fact that we've gone through several decades with these characters and they're all just the same age, they end up becoming the X Men from the X Men two thousand forward films. Yeah. Maybe they want to do more movies with these actors because, you know, they kind of got them. And if we if we got more James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, I wouldn't be upset about that. I think the rest of it I don't really care about. I oh. think they're making a smart move. I didn't with... hate um, what's his face as Beast. Yeah, he was fine. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Nick Nick Holt. Nick Holt. I yeah. thought Frazier was Beast. X Men as an adult. I don't the X Men. I don't know what's going on. Um, listen. Okay, I think they're making a not terrible decision by what they're seemingly hinting at with Dr. Strange and the multiverse madness of like, let's bring in Patrick Stewart. If they, if the rumors are true and we do get maybe Hugh Jackman in there as Wolverine or not Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Well, I've also heard Daniel Radcliffe is the new Wolverine, which Yo, give me know. Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine all day. I've also heard, I don't know the other people, but, but I, I don't, I don't think it's a, terrible idea for them to like kind of just hint at the X-Men existing in the quote unquote MCU through those ways. And then like properly introducing them at a later date with like, however they want to do that with whatever cast they're trying to create around that. Um, I, I think it's smart to just kind of build them into the MCU in some way. And I think, I just think with the multiverse in general, it allows them to sort of, reset the mcu however the fuck they want and that's clearly an option for them to go forward is to like we can sort of do whatever the fuck we want now because we have brought this loop this this like plot hole loophole into the mix um and we're trying to make it a very understandable quantifiable crunchy like something that a basic person going to see a blockbuster movie can understand they have or watching it on Disney Plus, they have like brought this concept in multiple ways. And I think we're going to continue to get that throughout the next few films of just like we're going to normalize the idea of multiple universes, more versions of the same person that are played by different people. Like just just to get the base ground person that's going to buy a fucking twenty dollar popcorn and soda to watch this movie who maybe doesn't watch Eternals and maybe doesn't watch whatever like they're not watching every movie but they need to be able to like maybe understand the through line of how these other things are now here um 
So I, I, I don't, I don't know who the fuck knows, but I think with the X-Men in general, they have like their next path forward of like, they could potentially build the MCU around the young Avengers and the X-Men in the next grander oh, scheme of, of things. You say gross. What do you mean? They, they've already established. They're clearly going after young Avengers. Oh, no, I, I mean, know, oh, I know, but I'm the same. Like that's so unappealing to me. You love Kate Bishop. That's it. I think the trailer for, for Miss Marvel looks fantastic. Oh, I think it looks horrible. Oh, I'm you're crazy. Miss Marvel is the best part of the Avengers game. I'm confused uh, yeah, no, by Miss Marvel. I, like, yeah, I am too. She doesn't even have her powers. It's like they're, there's a lot of stuff they're ignoring with it. It's weird. She clearly has powers in that trailer. What are you talking about? She doesn't have her powers. Her powers, like what, what her character She's, is. like growing her... She, she doesn't have her powers. She has like Green Lantern powers, basically. She has... She has... Like these uh, well, powers, just not her. She has some sort of yeah, some sort of artifact. Me and Mike had this conversation. It seems mm-hmm. like the current phase is <laughs> that some celestial, some some, I don't know, astral, celestial, spatial, something dropped artifacts on Earth, and Shang Chi has the rings, and Miss Marvel has whatever she has, and. My guess is that we're going to get a group of heroes that have their powers from artifacts from space. And that's going to be like the the next like infinity stones. But I, I don't hate that though. Like I the the movies I mean, have not always either, yeah. that's not Miss Marvel's character. Yeah, but like the movies have not always stayed true to everything from the source material like they have they have definitely created an, a, a quote-unquote mcu canon like there's well, definitely not, like it that's not even my problem with miss marvel why is she a captain marvel fan isn't she like a fan of everyone like doesn't she like love them all i mean in the avengers game she's a fan of the avengers i thought yes but she, so <clears throat> in the trailer she has a she's wearing a captain marvel, captain marvel outfit yeah can you explain that to me no i do, i have no idea because Captain Marvel was here in the 90s, but then disappeared and was never like Captain Marvel on Earth. I mean, post-snap, people would know who Captain Marvel is. She showed up in New Wait, York. Yeah. She showed briefly at the end and of that fight. And then took back off. <laughs> yeah, but the Miss Marvel show takes place post-snap, correct? Yes. I, I imagine. That's where yeah, most of the I, stuff is happening. I, I would imagine that, like... A majority of, if not all of the the heroes involved in Endgame slash Infinity War would be like, maybe celebrity is the wrong word, but I feel like they would be like remembered. And if you're a young person who's into who, superheroes, who would have seen that battle, like from a public perception, it it doesn't need to be said there. that way. It could still be told by other people. There's also heroes so, that but, live but in New York. Question. But my question is, why would she be wearing a Captain? So even if she heard of Captain Marvel, why would she be wearing a Captain Marvel costume? How would she know what it looks like? Because we live in we live in a fucking. Tony Stark was recording it on. We live in a society. No, the United States is a fucking uh, consumer fucking driven. Who saw her costume? I don't. I'm. I'm not saying that it wouldn't make sense for her to have bought a costume. No, but I'm. But I'm saying there are people that could that could get that information and profit off of it. So like yeah, we're gonna release a fucking line of superhero costumes based on these people, and we'll find like we'll get it. 
I don't know. That's the plot hole you want to poke a hole in? Is how does she have a Captain Marvel costume? It's not really yeah, a because Captain Marvel it's, like it's, doesn't. It's weird. Yeah, she's it's weird she's... because Captain Marvel, as we've seen so far, has ver- had very little presence on Earth to the point where I don't know why anyone would ever even bother being like, let's let's slap them on the shirt. I don't know why someone would pick her to. Well, what do we know? About, what Earth. do we know about Rambo's mom? What, like in the MCU, did was she not speaking highly of her friend? Was 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 her that friend, not a friend who again fucking we found out that she, right. yeah she oh, yeah. hold on in I want to like, I want to just like because they abandoned she abandoned I want to just flat out stop this conversation because we're now we're like debating and speculating on a show that is not out yet so like there's no no point well, in you the said you said you loved the trailer I'm just saying like I don't I don't uh, hate the trailer I just don't just, understand. Just like, just like I loved Spider-Man No No Way Home, it doesn't mean that like there aren't things I can dis- disagree or or poke holes in. I'm just saying like I don't understand what the show like it the the plot of the show doesn't make sense to me right now because I don't understand why she would be a fan of Captain Marvel. I think that it potentially is something that is not going to be answered in the way you want it to, and it's more of like hey. Maybe the public perception is bad about Captain Marvel. So we're going to tie in these other Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel characters and try to fix that conversation. Maybe. I don't fucking know. I don't. It. Never mind. It's not public perception that I'm like worried about. It's. Uh, I'm not Captain asking. Marvel talking, doesn't I'm, exist on Earth. Uh, I mean, she does. When? She she shows up briefly in the '90s and has little like interaction with like like. Kept, doesn't have a costume or anything. Clearly, okay. clearly, again, uh, Nick Fury again, knows about her, but again, I don't think he's talking there, about her. There is very very like we live in the fucking capitalist world or capitalist country. People can uh, people are gonna fucking monetize and make everything. One of the fucking movies had Stan Lee selling costumes. What movie was that? I'm not saying anything about no, no, people selling was costumes. That? Was that Captain Marvel? What movie was that? What if there was like I bet no, you there was, movie was Stanley was Cunt selling costumes? I guarantee they were gonna show like footage from like the ship or something. It shows Captain Marvel flying through it and like breaking it and everything. You know, like like from fo- Thanos' like, ship. Yeah, like like you, you know, they, they, that they happens on Earth. Away. You know what I'm saying? Like they just gonna throw it but away. Who like, saw I that? that? I don't that's know. My I'm, point. I'm saying like that, well, Todd just I'm, I'm saying, it could have been someone in the fucking woods out there, and they took a fucking video of it on their phone. No, and, I, that I, could I, be the thing. I don't fucking know. I would I I hate that, that if that's the explanation. This, no, this I, is such a weird listen, thing to put to like to was, like fight about. I was just saying that they were going to use it. Like, I mean, they could use that as propaganda, like showing Captain Marvel if they like the government wanted to expose people to what we 100%. have. Like, like, you 100%. know what I'm saying? That's what they could just like you know like Steve. Oh, be, Steve's be gone. Wary. Steve's you know gone. This character's also Captain. Oh, I guess no, they won't do that. That, that won't be the plot thread because they got fucking fucking that guy fucking from the show. Super Good old that guy. U.S. agent. U.S. agent. Yeah. The real uh, captain. I don't know. <laughs> it, we went way off fucking track. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. Any other thoughts on Spider-Man before we wrap this up? I hope Murdoch... I hope the rumors of Murdoch getting a fourth... Uh, the th- rumor that I heard today was that he's getting a reboot, but I really hope they just continue his story. Um, I hope he-, he shows up for She-Hulk. I mean, I keep, obviously keep this spoiler free because I have not watched the Daredevil show. But like, is that spoiler, show? He is alive. Spoiler: He's a lawyer. Is that show? He's a good lawyer. Is that show's <laughs> plot? I guess in a way that could 
fit into the MCU and not feel like it, like, well, how it, has this been going on without this happening? It started with in post. Uh, yeah, they bring up the Avengers. York. Yeah, 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 they bring up the Avengers in it. So, oh, yeah, they, they mentioned the Avengers. I didn't know that. It yeah, was it was the MCU until oh. Marvel had its problems with TV and movies. Yeah, fighting. Well, I think that's I think that's because Agents of Shield never did what it what they wanted it to do. I think right. No, there was. I, some, I think there it was just did exactly what's supposed to do. Yeah, there were there were problems with the creative teams. Like they were uh, arguing, and I gotcha. then they started. Yeah. Well, well, the 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 kingpin that shows up in in uh, Hawkeye is like the same no, character. Right? Like it's the same character, or no? Like I know it's the same actor, yeah. but it's, it's it's the same actor. He playing the same is, character, so is it the same? Yeah, but is there, is there, are there any? He seems stronger than he was in interest, right? I was gonna say, this is there a... any way to like link them as like this is actually the same character or not? Like, I don't know if there's any plot threads from Daredevil that it's likely that there'll be variants, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, we gotta, I would we have to finish season three Loki to be sure. Like, with all the variants and Loki and everything, there's probably way more that's gonna come out with all that. shit. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think variants are going to make as big a splash in the MCU as a whole as just the multiverse in general is like, I, I don't think like you're going to start seeing variants of other people. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. Because three. Peter this was Parker's a thing that I have. A, I don't but that's wanna... multiverse, not like those are variants. I know, but like that's like very specific. I don't think you're going to start being like, here's fucking Thanos from Earth 227. Like, I, I don't. That, that's like this is brother. It's like MCU in like fucking thirty years when they don't know what the fuck to do and they're <laughs> trying know, to. Just gave us his brother, so I wouldn't be surprised if Thanos a variant doesn't show up. Right. Yeah. I could see Thanos making an appearance that... at some point, but not in like a great deal of ways. Uh, what if what if the good guy uh, Thanos comes from the uh, what's it called the What If show? That'd be great. If, yeah. I still haven't yeah, watched I, What If. I wasn't sure that you watched the Daredevil show. I have and not I haven't watched any of the you, Netflix shows. You you've confirmed it during this episode, but that was a thing I was thinking about either after watching Spider-Man or Hawkeye, where I was like, does Brendan really care about these characters showing up at all? I mean, or, I or Kingpin. I don't necessarily have any attachment to the character of Daredevil. And that's not just Charlie Cox's Daredevil or just in general. I don't really have like any Netflix. sort of I mean, I've seen the Ben Affleck movies. And I've seen fucking Colin Farrell's Bullseye. Uh, <laughs> Bullseye. I don't think I've seen Electra though. Um, how fucking wild would it be at, at at some point we get a Daredevil movie and they slip Ben Affleck's Daredevil in there through the multiverse? Just no, like don't do that. But give me give me John <laughs> Bernthal if if they give me the Punisher, which I think they probably will at this point. But like that's gonna be a weird movie to balance in the MCU. But just fucking give me Bernthal he'll playing probably that. Probably have he'll probably just get a show. Yeah. Um, but which, will, which I will probably like better. Yeah, right. I don't his, know what both, I was saying. Both seasons, both seasons of the Punisher are so good. They're like, oh, they're so good. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't have an attachment to Charlie Cox's portrayal of of Daredevil, and I also don't really have a attachment to Daredevil as a character. Um, I my attachment with Kingpin is actually more aligned with Spider Man. Just growing up, like. Between yeah. cartoons, video games, and 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 whatnot, that that's more of where I kind of place Kingpin. So like, I was, 
I was happy to see Kingpin show up in Hawkeye because I know people who like the Daredevil show like that actor's portrayal of that character. So I was happy for those people that that actor came back as Kingpin. I also didn't hate what was happening in the show with Kingpin. So like, I don't know, take that for what you will, I guess. Mm -hmm. But Charlie Cox, again, I think a lot of people like him as Daredevil and like that show. I just don't have any attachment to that. So if people are happy that Charlie Cox is here, then I'm happy too. Fantastic. Fantastic Four. Uh, anything else about Spider-Man? No. All right. Dom, did you, the last thing I'll ask is, Jesus, did your opinion of the movie change at all from when you watched it to when you just rewatched I, it? I didn't completely rewatch it. Uh, okay. Um, I do need to completely rewatch it though. Over overall, like we don't have to get into like the real fucking nitty gritty. Think too much about it, but like, is this a top five, top ten movie for anyone? Probably. I don't know. Can you, I have to go can you make the all. argument of top five or no? Or is it more Wait, of a top ten? It would take a lot more of time thinking yeah. to. Yeah, it wouldn't be top five for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, Todd, but Todd did say to me in the formula that it's definitely a middle of the road Marvel movie for him. So. What are we you at? Know what? 30 movies? Yeah, about, they're middle bunch. Yeah. I guess, I get, yeah, I guess. Got, I will say this. I will say this after I mean, watching it over and talking. There's like some really great scenes in this movie that I really do like. I don't know why the ending didn't work for me the last hour. Like, I don't know what it was about it. Like Wait, the whole ending you didn't like, I liked some stuff of it, but like, I just, I don't know. I, so, Toby Maguire felt off to me, to be honest with you. And I'm a huge Toby fan. I don't understand he's, that. I thought Toby was great. He's 40 something years old. No, yeah, of course. He's an old youth pastor, man. He, I, just, he can't be fucking I, running around being Spider-Man. I anymore. think the biggest pacing problem for me is that, I don't know, unless one of you who has seen, I guess, specifically the Andrew Garfield movies or has more of a fondness for the Toby movies, I feel like they probably could have made this movie work by cutting out half the villains. No, because I think they're the best part of the movie. I think think Doc Ock is great. I think that uh, fucking Willem Dafoe is great. I think Jamie Foxx is great. I I understand... Sandman's plot movement because he does some specific things and says some specific things that are I think integral to the scenes that are in the movie they could have maybe changed how those were written um yo the lizards I also, I don't like know what the talking why the lizards jarring. there he was jarring like the CGI looks so bad like with his I, mouth, I just don't thought. understand like he didn't necessarily like half of the fucking movie he's in a van like he just didn't really need to be there in my opinion I, I don't so, really know what he did so Lizard was important to Andrew Garfield's character. Yeah. yeah. But could they have um, made the same movie by removing half the villains or no? Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yes. I would say yes only because they clearly want to do what like a Sinister Six kind of type of thing and they managed to only get five villains. And of those five, two of them were almost there just because they were trying to get close to that five and they were just running out of bodies. So they just said, well, we'll use these two. Who's the six um, that we're missing? 
Venom. Is Venom. I don't, I don't Venom. know who's in the Sinister Six. You could six. use Venom. I mean, out oh. of the movies that have already come out. Oh, the Sinister Six that's in the movie. Like, it's not the it, it wouldn't be the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wouldn't gotcha. be this. But I'm I kind just of, saying... I, kind of pushed, I thought like Vulture would be in it too, actually, with like everyone else that was in there. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of mad. I like, yeah, I don't know but if it would make sense for me to be there. Have but... for the, it wouldn't work for like so the plot longer. that they wrote. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's. I bet I you they had like a lot of stuff on the Even though the plot that they wrote, they, they wrote also didn't make sense for. Yeah. What actually transpired, but that's because I, I feel like the conversation. Todd's issue with the later end of the like the later part of the movie is that like it feels rushed with the Spider Men. I know he likes the villains. Well, but I, I feel like, like I, got a, I feel like I got a good amount of time with the villains, so like I actually liked that part of the movie more. Where like by the time Toby and um, with the other guy was there, like I felt like I it mm-hmm. was like everything was moving so fast at that point that I felt like I didn't yeah. get the time that I got with the villains, which I really liked. But... I mean, I. I... I don't know. Could they have fucking made the same movie with just Doc Ock and Green Goblin? Or do no, you need no, someone no. from Andrew there as well? Yeah, you definitely need Andrew. You, need, made... you definitely need an Andrew thing to, like, and you needed, to the villains. Yeah. And you needed Sandman. Sandman was a neutral... He wasn't a villain to Toby, really. At first. At the end of his film. Well, he, At wasn't the end a, of his film. he wasn't a vi- Wait, Sandman's a Toby? Yeah, yeah, yes. he's in 3. And apparently I don't remember Spider-Man 3. Is he in Spider-Man 3? not great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, See, actually, I, I will say my, other, my plan this weekend is, is to watch all of the other Spider-Man movies. I don't know if I'm gonna actually do it or not, but that's the other thing is that watching Spider-Man three shows how much better this movie did at like incorporating yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what three is about? Did I never watch three? I haven't watched three in three. Has years. Venom, Green Goblin, Sandman, and, and James Franco's Venom, Green Goblin, and <laughs> yeah. and uh, what's his face is Venom. Oh yeah, Topher Grace. Eric Foreman. Yeah. 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 The, the other, I don't want to keep belaboring this movie because it's we're 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 getting up to two hours and I like we got to wrap yeah. things up oh, here. Man. But like, Come on, wrap it up. Is there a thing that makes sense that it pulls all of these characters from specific time points, like not just timelines, but like points in time? No, it doesn't make any sense. No, it okay. doesn't make any sense. Like I said before, Electro Electro did not know Peter Parker was Spider Man, so he's no business there. Business being there. Um, say, uh, Doc Ock finds out Peter Parker's Spider-Man like five minutes before he dies. So, yeah. okay, you you cure him, well, he like goes back. Kinda, I feel like they kind of explain him though, because he like the last thing he remembers is right before he dies, right? Yeah, but they knew yeah. each other. He would, he would know who all, Peter is. Wasn't it all of them? Yeah, but my point right is like, died? oh, except Sandman. What my died. point is that like curing Doc Ock does not save him from his fate because he's gonna end up going back. Like, oh, I have to stop this fucking react from destroying the city i'm gonna sacrifice sacrifice myself to do it so like curing him doesn't help anybody um lizard was cured by the end of his film like he was in jail as a human so that (laughs) doesn't make any sense either uh sandman did not die and also he was like chill with peter parker at the end of his film like he's like so he's like you know we had our disagreements but like i'm sorry about things that happened and peter was sorry about things that happened and he just (sighs) like blows away in the wind as sand so he doesn't make any sense the only person you might reasonably save i think is um is uh goblin you can no, make an argument you could, that re- you could reasonably out. save electro too it just doesn't make sense that he's there yeah i guess that's true too 
if you could make a case because like, Max oh, was just like out. Max was just like yeah uh, if you could like, make a case that you that Electro found number one found out that Peter Parker was Spider Man and it happened before the last fight you know what yeah, you could you know what something. probably makes sense electricity is a multiversal uh, energy yeah and, and electricity and knew that the electricity knew that Peter was yeah there it is <laughs> there it is we solved it we wrapped it up Sony pay us wait does does Jamie Fox in the Andrew Garfield movies, he never knows who Peter Parker is? No. Huh. How bizarre. Which is, again, why he was like, oh, I thought you'd be like, you were saving people in Brooklyn. I thought you were a black guy. It doesn't make any fucking sense, because the whole plot thread is people are coming here for you. Like, people are coming here for For Peter. Peter. Yes. Yeah, there's also a fucking lot of bodies in the sky at the end of the movie when he says these people are coming here for you. Like, yeah, huh? I guess the implication that there are like multi besides the two Spider-Man that shoot that showed up, there were other Spider-Men who dealt with villains. I I guess you can make the unspoken leap that like because Doctor Strange cast this spell that like is clearly fucking with things on a very multiversal level that like other versions of uh not not static shock what the fuck is his name static shock no what is his name for sure static uh, thunderbolt what is black Peter Parker? oh my god what is his name the... uh, Lippy. Lippy. Not what is happening, Mike? What is his name? I don't know who we're talking. I, I honestly do not know. Jamie Fox, Electro, I feel Electro, like wow. Static Shock. <laughs> um, because so, like, maybe you can make the leap that like other Electros in other universes know who Peter is. That like mm-hmm. when this spell got cast, and maybe like other things entered his brain or something. Sure, why not? Max? Still, I don't know. It still makes no sense but, because but also the, the villains it. the villains come before the other Spider-Men do. Which I guess would make sense if they're looking for Peter and they're just looking for no, this they, one specific Peter. I don't know how you I, got I think that. it's implied that the other they all two came at the same showed time. up yeah. and were looking for that universe's Peter. They just didn't know where to find it for yeah. some reason. So when Ned finds the other two Peters, they're already in our in our yes. timeline. Yeah. yeah. He's I just think pulling one of the them in a portal. Andrew, Andrew Peter's, specifically says, yeah. I saw you on the news. And Toby yeah, he said that, says, he's like, you've yeah, been there okay. for a while. Right. Uh, no, you're right. Okay. Yeah, they okay. said they were looking. It's it's also uh, prob- probable. I mean, it's 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 a thread that they could use later on that there are other Peter Parkers that showed up on Earth at that time that just weren't in New York for whatever reason, or like, you know what I mean? You could easily, you could easily say that, like, I don't know, some Peter Park, the the San Francisco version of Peter Parker ended (laughs) up in San Francisco and was looking for Eddie Brock or whatever, you know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why they put fucking Eddie Brock in San Francisco still, so... Wait, because the, we've done New York. That bar that he's in is in California. Like they make a mention of that? No, no, it's not. Oh, Cal- the, Venom movies take there. Take the place bar that, the bar that Eddie Brock's in is in the islands. That's what I figured, yeah. just because of the the yeah. way that so, the scene was set up. Spoilers for the uh, 
Venom to Let There Be Carnage, starring Eddie, uh, Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson Harrelson. and Woody Harrelson's wing. Um, So at the end of that film, Eddie Brock is like, I'm going to go on vacation. He goes to the islands or whatever, and he's like hanging out in a hotel room. And Venom, the symbiote, says, oh, all the things Mm, I know would blow your little mind. And he does say tasty a couple of times. He's like, it would blow your little mind if I even showed you like a fraction of it. He's like, all right, go ahead, show me. And then unrelated to that happening, a bright yellow light is seen in the distance. And Eddie's like, did you do that? And Venom's like, I didn't fucking do that. I don't know know what's going on. And then that's when you see uh, J. Jonah Jameson on the television going, Spider-Man's a menace. Fucking Peter Parker. I hate that kid. And Venom's like, oh, I hate that guy, too. And he looks the TV screen because that's what you do when you hate somebody. You you look the television. Is. Is J.K. Simmons. Outside of that scene in exist in that in Eddie no. Brock and the implication the implication is that Eddie Brock was transported into the MCU right before right before that happened so he you see the bright light things around the room change and then the television starts showing J. Jonah Jameson and that was one thing I kind of want to see in the film I wanted to see Tobey Maguire address the fact like hey that guy hates me too yeah, yeah. So, there you I go. All right, we need we need to just fucking stop. We just need to. Yeah, we we can do it. We can do a, another Marvel episode soon where we just talk about Marvel. I'm totally fine with that. I love talking about Marvel, but we're at two hours. Oh my everyone, god! Everyone has things they need to do oh. and people yeah. they need to look after. Um, <laughs> but before we wrap that up, we will do a very quick what's in the box. Mm-hmm. This current scoreboard is Dom with 13 points, Todd with 11, Ta- uh, Mike with 10, plus that one Tomodachi point that. We don't count. Uh, I have two stumps. Front of the programs, Odell Harmon Jr. has one, and Kenneth Shepard has two. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I pull three games off my shelf. We read the back of the box. The first person to get guess that game gets the point for the week. The first game, what's in the box? Spider-Man PS4. I, I blew my wow. Head. No. <laughs> <laughs> honestly mike i thought about pulling it so like you could have just yeah. you literally could have just fucking sniped a point just and that one that that i don't know going forward if that happens because that's mm-hmm. how we had that's how the max pain point worked that's how yeah. the tomodachi life point worked mm-hmm. are we counting that if it happens again or no yeah i i don't know Not being so pre- predictable we won't guess it ahead of time that's true. I mean, you, you think I'm being predictable. Mike guessed the point. I guessed again, and he got wrong. Yeah, and then you wasted his countdown time, so now he's back off cooldown. <laughs> blank, 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 blank. Only one maniacal man-man can force blank, blank to unite with his sinister arch-nemesis, blank. Blank. <laughs> His deadly rampage is tearing New York City apart. Only wild blank blank maneuvers, crushing combat moves, and blank blank allies can save the city from total obliteration. It's maximum mayhem. Maximum carnage. Spider-Man maximum carnage. I knew it was maximum carnage as soon as you started talking but I was waiting for you to say anything that was going to 
make sure. So, so predictable. So predictable. so predictable. How come you didn't get it, Todd, if it was so predictable? <laughs> that puts Dom up there with 14. How the fuck did you get that? I knew it was Maximum Carnage. As soon as you said New York, I was like, it's fucking Maximum Carnage. And then you were like, Maximum. And I was like, oh, it's definitely Maximum Carnage. <laughs> I should have. I, I, I omitted other Maximums. I should have omitted that one. I would have said Maximum Carnage as soon as you stopped talking at the end anyways, but... Game two. What's in the box? Assemble your dream team. You do need the full title of this game. And prevent galactic devastation. Team up with friends. Over 30 characters. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. You need the full title. Oh, there was more to that? Well, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if... We're going to just pass this game if nobody knows it then. Todd, do you know what the game is called? No. Hold on. Just Wait. keep talking. Keep talking, because I'll guess yeah, the whole box. That's the whole box. Oh, that's the whole box. I will give you 30 seconds if anyone can pull up what that full title is. Oh, if not, three. if not... Mike, you can't Google oh, it. Uh, 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 Black, it, look, it looked Marvel like you were looking. Ultimate Alliance 3 Black Order? I'll give it to you. The Black Order, but I'll give it to you. Is that what it was called? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I couldn't even guess. I, would, I wouldn't have even thought of that. The Black Order? Weird. Alright, is Dom going for a clean fucking sweep this week? We'll find out. Game 3. A new blank adventure unfolds. Discover hidden secrets in handcrafted levels. You need the full title of this game. Yoshi's Woolly World. No. Play the flip side. Play together. Complete a course, then flip it around and check it out on the other side. Work with a friend to clear courses as a team. Hit a target. Unfurl a bridge. Feeling stuck? Yoshi's Island Crafted World? Dom gets the first clean sweep of the fucking, not only the year, not only the season, but of all time. Damn. Damn. Dom really just came in and said, I'm taking this crown and running with it. That leaves us for the week with Dom at 16, Todd at 11, Mike at 10. Y'all gonna have to fucking step your shit up if you want to catch Dom. Yeah, if you keep on going Nintendo games, I'll never get any of these. <laughs> like anything Nintendo. We all own this game. I know, and I would have like never fucking told you the name of that. I would have been like, it's Ultimate Alliance Maximum 3. Maximum Carnage is a I Sega actually, Genesis Super Nintendo I game. actually, when he started saying the third one, I was like, it's, it's, he's definitely picked uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> so I initially wasn't going to pick any Spider-Man games today because I thought it would be too on the nose. And then it when was. it got to the point where we weren't talking about Spider-Man for like 50 minutes, I was like, I'm definitely going to change the games I picked. And then we ended up talking for another fucking hour. Anyways, mm. thank you all so much for listening to the Past Control podcast. Leave us a review, follow us on social media, share the podcast with a friend, tip us, subscribe to us, buy clothes, do all the fucking things. We love you. www.pastcontroller.io 
You can find me at BGroom. You can find Mike at underscore MichaelPath, Todd at Toddy underscore by underscore nature. You can find Todd. Uh, you can find Dom at PTC underscore <laughs> One Little Spark. And uh, we love you so much. Until next time.